Today on Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. We're all human beings are, are pretty much the same, is what he's saying. We're all flawed, we're all broken. It's important that we remember that. Let each one examine his own work, and then he'll have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another, for each one shall bear his own load. In other words, evaluate you know, yourself. Don't, it's the same thing Jesus said about not focusing on the speck in your brother's eye, but instead focus on the log you've got in your own eye. You know, deal with that first. We are all flawed people. What right do we have to focus on the failures of others? Today, Pastor Robert reminds us of the foolishness of analyzing others. We've all committed sin. We are all flawed. The Bible says we should look to ourselves and our own work, and then we will have rejoicing in ourselves alone. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Romans, chapter 14, verse 7, with today's study. Personally, I can take it or leave it. I'll be honest with you. Thank the Lord. I, you know, I came this close to developing a drinking problem when I was a young man. I've told you guys before. I started my day with bourbon first thing in the morning there for a while. Scared me to death. I realized, ooh, this could be bad. When I reach for the bourbon bottle before the coffee cup, it's a bit of a wake-up call. So I stopped. And I, I didn't struggle with stopping. Some of you should never, ever touch alcohol in any form. But it's not my job to tell you that. He didn't write that in the book. If it's in the book, then I'm going to read it to you, and then you have to deal with it. But do you understand what I'm saying? Does this make sense? You follow me? But see, here's what happens a lot of times. We go to the other extreme and say, listen, I don't have a problem with alcohol. If you have a problem with alcohol, that's your problem. You know, just, I mean, don't watch me while I drink, I guess. No, no, no. This passage says, again, in black and white, nobody lives unto himself. Let me word that another way. Yes, you are responsible for the people around you. Yes, you are your brother's keeper. You're not going to give an account to me about it. You're going to give an account to Almighty God one day. You understand? He sees right through us. You know, you get, one day, the Bible says we're all going to stand before God. And if your freedom has actually been rebellion, if your freedom has given cause for other people to stumble because you were just so determined, I'm a, I'm, you know, the Bible doesn't say I can't have a drink, so I'm going to have a drink. And there's somebody around you, they've struggled and struggled and struggled and, you know, it's been an issue and, and now you're giving, by, their, by your behavior, you're giving them permission to do something that they really shouldn't be doing. You're going to be held accountable for that, the Bible says. Because we do have a duty to live loving lives. And sometimes that means, you know, curbing our freedom for the sake of the people around us. I've shared it before. I love a good cigar, but you're not going to see me smoking a cigar. Why not? I mean, for crying out loud, this will be on the radio, you know? (laughs) Everybody knows if they don't, by this point, it's not my fault. You see what I'm saying? Nothing in the Bible says I should not. Some of you are looking at me like, there's nothing in the book, nothing in the Bible that says I should not. God has never spoken to it. It's, I've looked to see, you know, it's, 
Again, I can do with it, I can do without it. But I'm not going to be a stumbling block for somebody else. My freedom is not going to be a cause for their stumbling. Do you see that? Do this, you can see it, you know exactly what I'm saying. Our freedoms must not be a cause for stumbling to other people. If they have a different point of view from yours, entrust them to God. Don't pass judgment on their hearts. That's the distinction that he's making here. We are mandated to judge behaviors. We are also mandated to not judge hearts, to not evaluate hearts, because we're not capable. Only God is capable of doing that. Only God. And so we need to leave it up to him. But we are commanded to judge certain behaviors. Look with me now at 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, the apostle starts out, right? He says, you know, it's actually reported that there's sexual immorality among you. It's, you know, he's like, I can't believe that I'm even hearing this. I can't believe that I'm having to write you about this. This is just ridiculous. It's actually reported that there's sexual immorality among you. And such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife. And you're puffed up. And if not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I indeed, as absent in body but present in spirit, have already judged as though I were present him who has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you're gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore, purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven or with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous, extortioners, idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. Which is a good reminder, by the way, that we, the church of Jesus Christ, you know, the, the Western church, we're, we're so vocal about the sins of people who don't even know God. And we're often silent about our own sin. You know what I mean? And that's not biblical. What the Bible says is you need to be looking at yourself and you need to be looking at, at your brothers and sisters. Are there brothers and sisters in the church that are living in sexual immorality? Then why are you not confronting them, talking to them? You're so vocal about everybody on the outside. Wow. Verse 11, but now I've written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler, a drunkard or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. What have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. Now, see, in this passage, the Bible doesn't give any kind of warnings, right? Jesus said, you go to them in private, and then you go back with a couple of witnesses. And if they still don't listen, then you bring it before the church. And you confront it publicly like that. And if they still refuse, well, then you, you treat them like they're not a part of the family. If their behavior is like those who are outside, well, then you treat them like they're outside the family. You don't help them continue to deceive themselves into believing that they're part of the family and they're going to go to heaven when they die. If their behavior seems to indicate maybe they're not. And see, part of what you're doing here, part of it is protecting the family, protecting the body. Part of it 
is supposed to be a, a real wake-up call for the individual. You know, you're calling yourself a Christian, but we think you might be headed to hell when you die. And that scares us for you. It's not a judgmental attitude. It's not a writing off of the person, but it is discernment and taking things seriously. You know, one who is within the fellowship of the church. You know, they're within the family. And they continue a habitual pattern of sin, justifying or excusing behaviors which God's word condemns. He says they, they have to be confronted. They have to be disciplined. Why? Because that's a loving thing to do. It's a loving thing to do. You know, there's a, I think I commented on this not too long ago, and I can't remember now if it was a, a book or an article because it's been several years ago, but the title of it was How to Raise a Psychopath. And it talks about the fact that in our modern day and age, the patterns of parenting that are often being promoted and, and followed, that's what they do. You know, basically you're raising psychopaths. You know, there's no discipline. It's just basically anarchy. Let them do whatever they want, you know, and just kind of give them a lot of room to express themselves and with little to no discipline. No, there has to be discipline if there's love. There has to be. The Bible says God disciplines those he loves. You and I are called to discipline those we love lovingly, gently, but directly and firmly, not condemning, not evaluating hearts, but confronting behaviors. And that brings us to point number three. Discernment with loving confrontation is not judgment. It's not being judgmental. Galatians chapter six, verse one says, brothers, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. You know, the fascinating thing about that statement is that really and truly none of us amount to much. I'm talking in the light of eternity. You know what I mean? When you think about it in the context of the infinite creator in whom we live and move and have our being, according to Acts chapter 17. The Bible says the earth, uh, heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. You know, he props his feet up, right, on our planet. Is a picture that's painted. In him we live and move and have our being. And we're, we're just, we really don't amount to that much. And he says, if you think you do, you know, if you think you're something when really you're, you're not that much, you're deceiving yourself. We're all human beings are, are pretty much the same, is what he's saying. We're all flawed, we're all broken. It's important that we remember that. Let each one examine his own work, and then he'll have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another, for each one shall bear his own load. In other words, evaluate, you know, yourself. Don't, it's the same thing Jesus said about not focusing on the speck in your brother's eye, but instead focus on the log you've got in your own eye. You know, deal with that first. Deal with that first. That's all the time we have for today here on Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Pastor Robert will continue sharing these insights from the book of James the next time you join us. You know, the name of our broadcast is Our Heart's Desire to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. We here at Main Thing Radio have a strong desire to see God's people discipled on a daily basis. 
And so we'd like to offer you a free copy of today's broadcast. Log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. And we also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of James. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at www.mainthingradio.com or send an email to questions at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's questions at calvarymiamibeach.org. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of James and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio. Main Thing Radio.